Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We worship your mighty name, my God. We worship your mighty name, my God. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You are so good to us, Jesus. Your name, my God. Praise the Lord, church. It is good to be in the house of God today. It's so good to be here. It's a good day to praise the Lord. Amen. If you would turn with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, starting in verse 1. Starting in verse 1, it says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. Verse 5, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. Before we dig into the word this morning. I'd like for us to pray one more time. Let's go before the Lord one more time. Lord, we come before you today, Jesus. Lord, with open hearts and open minds, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity, Jesus, to be with my church family this morning. Thank you, Jesus, for your spirit. Thank you, Jesus, for your love. Thank you, Lord, for your healing power, my Jesus. Lord, be with us as we move throughout the rest of this service, Jesus. As we leave this building and as we go through this week, Jesus. God, I ask that you would put your words in my mouth, Jesus. Let me speak what you want me to say. In Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name, you may be seated. Today, I would like to talk to you all for a few minutes on seasons. And I'm not seasoning. I know that can be on the mind because lunch is quickly approaching. But no, I'm talking about the seasons of life. We have good seasons. We have bad seasons. We have prosperous seasons. We have grief-stricken seasons. And all of that is a part of life. And it's a part of our walk with God. And when I look to the Bible for an account of how quickly life can change, I don't have to look any further than Genesis because Joseph. Joseph knows all about that roller coaster life. <laughs> Joseph was a loved son of Israel, one of the more loved sons to be exact. Israel loved him so much that he made him a coat of many colors. But the other brothers did not like this at all because they saw that Israel loved him more. So Joseph got all, all of the good stuff. And this coat, this coat was a big deal. So, like, think of the most 
amazing coat, the coolest coat you've ever seen in your life, okay? I have one at home. It's pretty cool. It has tigers on the front. <laughs> but think of, like, the coolest coat ever, and then, like, try to, like, maybe, like, quantify how cool, the coolness, I guess you could say, one to ten, okay? Do you have a number? All right, and I'll multiply that by, like, a hundred, and that's how cool this coat was, okay? That's how cool. This was like the coat of all coats. It was pretty awesome. And Joseph, he had a good life. He did. And his father asked him, you know what? Go check on your brothers. Go see how they're doing while they're taking care of the flock. Go, go see if they're doing okay. And when Joseph found the brothers, his brothers saw an opportunity. See, thus far, Joseph's life was definitely like an upswing. It's just like it, it just keeps getting better from here. But he, and he was doing great. Favorite of his father, loved by his mother. He had the cushy job. He got to learn instead of taking care of all the smelly old sheep. But when his brothers got him alone, they saw an opportunity. They saw a chance to take away all of that because of the jealousy in their hearts. And in our lives, that's a kind of a common thing that we can find. People are going to try to steal our joy and steal our blessings. And there's evidence of that, obviously, in this story. But the answer lies within what I just said. They're going to try. It doesn't mean that they're going to succeed. And there is someone who is greater, greater than me, greater than anything that I could ever do, that's going to lift us up. And the best way to get rid of those who try to steal from you is to just kill them with kindness. <laughs> and I've seen many funny things uh, several years ago by now uh, on social media that said people were naming weapons kindness. And so they were killing people with kindness, and that is not what I want you to do. That's definitely not what I meant. But being kind to someone that wants to do you harm and just giving it to God is the quickest way for them to be like, oh, okay, bye. But anyway, instead of the brothers trying to kill Joseph with kindness, they just actually want to kill him. So it's also not okay, very much not okay the situation. So they push him into a cistern, which usually has water in it, but there wasn't any water. So they just push him into this big old pit, and they just leave him there. And they kind of travel away a little bit, and they're just chilling. They're just hanging out, maybe eating a sandwich. And uh, they, they can hear Joseph screaming from the hole a little while away. And while they're just listening to a podcast, chilling, taking a break, they see a group of Ishmaelites walking through, traveling through. And they're like, oh, light bulb. This can solve all of our problems. Let's just sell Joseph into slavery. Isn't that a great idea? Let's just do that. Solve all the problems. So they pull a really jerk move and sell him into slavery. And they tell their father that Joseph had died but he was actually in Egypt in Potiphar's house. This is definitely 
a season of sadness and grief for Joseph from coming from this high of, yes, I am the favorite of my father, to being a servant in a foreign land, a slave in a foreign land. Because all that he once knew, all of his possessions, his family, everything was gone. But God wasn't done with Joseph yet. He wasn't done with Joseph yet. He put his favor upon Joseph. And Joseph quickly rose in in status in Potiphar's house until he was second in command in the household. And I have a feeling that Joseph was like, yes, finally, I'm no longer treated really poorly. I have status now. But then comes along Potiphar's wife. Oh, she makes me angry. (laughs) But she just had to get involved in his life. She just had to. So she wanted Joseph for herself. She wanted him, but Joseph refused her. But instead of taking the rejection and moving on with her life, she was like, nope. (laughs) She was like, "Uh, actually, he attacked me, husband. He attacked me. So no, that's not what happened. But Joseph, like no one was going to believe the slave. He was still, even though he was second in command in the household, he was still a slave. So Potiphar believed his wife, and Joseph was sent to prison, and his life went up in flames. Again, his life changes from a really prosperous, like, yes, season, to being starving in a prison. It's amazing how quickly life can change. But God said, I'm not done with you yet, Joseph. I'm not done with you yet. And he rose in status in the prison till he was leader over all of the prisoners. And then two servants come along, the butler to the king and a baker. Now, these two servants, when they're in Joseph's care, they have dreams. And they're like, oh, woe is me. No one can tell me what my dream means. No one can tell me what it means. I don't know what I'm going to do. And Joseph comes along and they're like, "Um, who told you that no one could interpret your dream? Because God, through me, I can tell you what your dream dream means. And God gives the interpretation to Joseph because God wasn't done with Joseph yet. But Joseph stays in his position. The baker is executed And the butler is put back in his position as butler to the king by Pharaoh. I mean Pharaoh. But he stays in the prison. He stays there because the people he helped forgot about him. But then everything changes when Pharaoh has a dream. One that no one can interpret. He calls upon his wise men. He calls upon his magicians. But no one could interpret And the butler was like, wait a second. There was someone that I knew when I was in prison that could interpret dreams. So they call upon Joseph. They summon Joseph. And Joseph tells the Pharaoh that I can interpret your dream. God, through me, can interpret your dream. And this season of mourning and darkness ended because God wasn't done with Joseph yet. Joseph interpreted the dream And he was put second in command of all of Egypt. 
Genesis 41, 37, and 38, it says, So the evidence was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in all of his servants. And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom is the Spirit of God? I'm here to tell you today that your season isn't going to last forever. The darkness that you're in today is not going to last forever. The hopelessness that you feel today is not going to last forever. It's not going to last forever. Isaiah 61 and verse 3, it says, To console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, to give them oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Oh, come on, somebody. He's going to give us beauty for ashes. He's going to give us the oil of joy for mourning. He's going to put a garment of praise upon us. Oh, hallelujah. Why don't we give God a hand clap of praise this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, this season is not going to last forever. We may feel desolate. We may feel downtrodden. We may feel weak. So just hold on. Because joy is coming in the morning. So just hold on until morning. It's on its way. It is on its way. Everything has its season. Life is definitely not going to be the same from start to finish. And sometimes I think, I know that I can wish that I could stay in a specific season. You know, I want to stay in a season of prosperity. I don't want to move to a different season because this one's been so good to me. But when, when we decide that we don't want to move forward, we end up halting God's plan. We end up standing up and saying, um, no, it's my decision now. And that's, that's not what we should be doing. We have to go through all of it. We have to go through a season of love. We have to go through a season of prosperity. We have to go through a season of grief. We have to go through all of this, every single bit of it, because when we've gone through a really troubling part of life, we know and trust that God was with us the entire way because we made it out alive. We made it out alive. So when I'm in the valley and all I see is darkness and I feel lonely because I can't see the mountaintop anymore, God is there. When we are in those low places, his word will sustain us. He will sustain us. We just have to call on his name. And we should not live in our loneliness. God doesn't want that. God doesn't want us to stay there. He doesn't want us to live in the darkness, but sometimes he does ask us to go through it. Because when we go through it and we get out, we can go and help others who are struggling. This has been something that's on my heart for a long time, a long time. I don't want to ask for darkness. I don't want to do that. But God, if this darkness could help someone else, sign me up. Sign me up. I want to help someone who doesn't know how to help themselves. We need to help those who don't know who Jesus is. 
to show them that the creator of the heavens and the earth that we walk on, they cre- he created me. He created you. And he died for us. So God, I know this season has a purpose. I know it isn't comfortable, that's for sure. And it isn't something that I want to do, but God, use this time for your purpose. Use it for your glory. Lord, use it and use me. Everything has its season and everything has its time. I talked a lot about that in Ecclesiastes. (laughs) When we're on the mountaintop or we're in the valley, God's going to give us dreams. God gives us visions. It doesn't matter what season of life you're in. And we can really get discouraged when those things that we thought were coming haven't, haven't come yet. Because it didn't happen during the season that we're in. And we can get upset because it's not in my timing. It's not when I wanted it to happen. But that's just it. It's a blessing from God. And it's God's season. And it's God's timing. So who are we? We, we can't get upset. Because who gave us the dreams and visions? God did. But just because you've been waiting for a long time, it doesn't mean that your dream, that your vision isn't coming to pass. It just means that it isn't time yet. It isn't time yet. So don't give up on the dream. Don't give up on the vision. Don't give up on the promise that he has given to you. Just because the season that you are in doesn't provide it. And while we wait, while we travel through the seasons, we can't begin to doubt. We cannot doubt to decide that we don't believe just because we haven't seen it yet. While we wait, while we're in the valley, we can praise him. While we wait on the promise, we can put on that garment of praise as we found in Isaiah 61. We can put on that garment of praise and know, God, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm going to praise you anyway. We can worship him because the promise is on its way. We can work and we can pray. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Second Chronicles 15 says, but you be strong and do not let your hands be weak for your work shall be rewarded. Amen, amen. I think that sometimes when we're on the mountaintop, like when Joseph was in his upswing, you could call it, we can possibly, I mean, I know that I, I've, I've felt this way. We can become afraid of what the future is going to bring. Because I'm like, I'm as high as it's going to go. So the only way to go now is down. So now what do I do? But I beg you, I urge you, do not fear tomorrow. Do not fear what the future holds. Because just like Joseph, God isn't done with you yet. God is not done with you yet. So instead of living in fear... Why don't we walk with a garment of praise and the oil of joy for mourning? 
because God is always with us. He's never failed, and he's not going to start now. He's not going to start now. But don't try to stay where you are. I touched on this a moment ago. Just because you're comfortable, don't try to stay. And that's kind of a weird thing to say. I know. I understand. But if we were to stay where we are, we halt the flow, and we, ta- we say to God, no. No. I don't want to move forward. We know from Ecclesiastes, because I read a lot of different things in Ecclesiastes, <laughs> that everything has a season. Everything has a time. So when we refuse to move, and when we decide to stay where we are, we're refusing the future blessings, ones that we could never fathom because we're content in what we've been given. We're saying, I'm fine with where I am because I don't think it could get any better. But we don't know that. We don't know what the future holds. We don't know the plans that God already has in motion for our lives and for us. Because as much as we wish God would, he is not obligated to tell us what he's up to. As much as we wish he was able, like he he was obligated, he's not. But if you could stand with me, I'll be bringing it to a close shortly. Matthew chapter 13, starting in verse 1, it says, The same day went Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside. And great multitudes were gathered together unto him, so that he went into a ship and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came in and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth. And forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But other fell unto good ground and brought forty fruit, forth fruit, some an hundredfold, some sixtyfold and some thirtyfold. When we look at this parable from Jesus, it's pretty it's a pretty common conception that the different soil represents our hearts. Your heart could be receptive to the move of the spirit, but not committed, which is the stony places. Your heart could be hard with no feeling to the things of the spirit, which would be the wayside. Your heart could be loving towards God, but our surroundings keep us from him, which is the thorny soil. Or our hearts could be receptive and open and willing to hear from God. And that's the good soil. And will bring forth fruit. No matter what season we're in, We need to be fertile ground, willing to listen to God and to do what he has asked of us. 
doesn't matter if we're in a prosperous season, God, my heart is open to you. It doesn't matter if we're in the valley and all we see is darkness, God, my heart is open to you. It doesn't matter what season we're in, because life is hard. Just ask Joseph. <laughs> but we realize that life has many seasons that we can understand that this season that we're in won't last forever. My darkness won't last forever. My loneliness won't last forever. My confusion won't last forever. It is within God's timing that we see victory. It doesn't matter what season of life we're in. I think we can all agree that we need the Lord. We need him. If we are on the mountaintop, I need him. If we're in the valley, I need him. If we're somewhere in the middle, I need him. I need him. Let that be our prayer today. God, I need you. Why don't we lift our hands for just a moment and call upon his name. God, no matter the season I am in, God, I need you. God, I don't like where I am, but this is the season that you have placed in my path, Jesus. And I don't know where I am, but I need you. Today, I'm going to open these altars. If you are in a season of loneliness, this altar is for you. If you are in a season of confusion, this altar is for you. And if you're looking for a sign, this is it. This altar is for you today. So let's come forward today. Let's pray with one another. God, while I'm in this season, I want to praise you. I want to glorify your name. 